0: Welcome back to A Justice Seeking Church, the report of the Walking with Micah project. I'm Rachel Lampard, thank you for joining me. This is part three of eight and covers section one of the report. This section introduces ideas of justice and the church in a changing world and sets out what the report aims to do. What is justice like? Where there is God's justice, it is so much bigger than simply fairness. We may be surprised and find our ideas of justice are challenged. People feel heard and their dignity is affirmed. The bonds between people, communities, nations, generations and all living things grow in beauty and significance. Power is shared and used to uphold truth and justice. There is enough for all. No one lives in poverty, in hunger or is without. There is liberation from all forms of slavery. All creation flourishes. All is well. There is real peace. We get a sense of God's kingdom and God's purpose. There is joy and hope for the future. When there is a lack of justice, we feel unseen and unheard. We do not feel we can make a difference. We are prevented from fully flourishing. Our relationships with one another become damaged. Trauma and disadvantage are transmitted through generations. The most vulnerable bear the heaviest burden. People with limited economic resources are overwhelmed by a rising tide of poverty. Creation is treated as a commodity to be abused, not treasured. Truth is distorted. And the future we can imagine is constrained. Seeking justice looks like praying Listening, speaking, acting, giving, relating, cooperating, resisting, and so much more. It involves deep attentiveness to people who have experienced injustice. It means allying, not only with people like us, but being with everyone who seeks the good of all. It may begin gradually with the human heart, but seeps through to relationships, communities, institutions, It should inspire righteous anger, compassion, humility and hope. It means we become more aware of the forces that promote and sustain injustice, prejudice, neglect. It requires of us to think in terms of long-term transformation as well as short-term solutions. It means making restitution where injustices have benefited us or others. It's about doing what we can in our own context and not being overwhelmed. It's a vocation for everyone. It requires a deep rootedness in God to sustain us. It helps us to know God better as we are part of building God's kingdom. There are many debates, philosophical and political, about the meaning of justice. Our own experiences may mean that we interpret the word in particular ways, perhaps in terms of punishment or fairness. This report begins, however, by rooting itself in God's justice. This justice is at the very heart of God. We see its richness and complexity in the Bible, and we catch glimpses of it even in the midst of deep injustice. The words often translated as justice in our Bible speak of biblical obligations on society and particularly on those such as kings with wealth and power. Tzedakah, or righteousness, is often thought about as charity but it's less about generosity and more about obligation, what it means to be part of the community of God's people. Mishpat which is often translated as justice, relates to justice delivered as a judgment and to the consequent just society that is created from that judgment. God's judgment is called down with great joy because God is on the side of those who are labouring under injustice, as in Psalm 96. God's justice is seen in laws protecting strangers, in the prophets calling out injustice, in complex stories of liberation, healing and reconciliation. Jesus' death and resurrection showed that the alienation and injustices of the world do not have the last word. Rather, everyone is invited to participate in God's new kingdom of liberation, justice and joy. God's perfect justice will always be beyond human endeavour. Whilst we seek to align ourselves to God's will as a church committed to being justice-seeking, we recognise our ideas of justice will only ever be proximate to divine justice, and our human actions for justice will still be imperfect and insufficient. At a time of crisis, when Israel was under attack from the Assyrian Empire, the prophet Micah reminded God's people that, that they are bound together in a covenant relationship. He has told you, O mortal, what is good, and what does the Lord require of you, but to do justice, and to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God. Micah 6.8 These are not three distinct instructions. The call to act justly is not a separate vocation. Rather, it is inextricably bound up with our calling to embody God's love in all that we do and grow still closer to the perfect love and character of God by walking the way of God. The verb translated to do can also mean to make. It is a call not just to a passive avoidance of unjust action, but to an active commitment to bring about or make justice. This invitation is at the heart of a Methodist way of life. Methodism and Justice The Methodist Church's commitment to justice-seeking is rooted in the development of our movement, from early Methodists who sought out the poorest in society and called out exploiters of the rich through to involvement in justice for agricultural workers and an end to the slave trade to more recent support for fair trade and campaigns for climate justice and an end to international debt, Methodists have often, though not unfailingly, sought to challenge injustice and bring about fairer and more just situations and structures. This desire for justice is rooted in our understanding and experience of a God who is just, and this shapes how we relate to each other and to the wider world. The calling of the Methodist Church is to respond to the gospel of God's love in Christ and to live out its discipleship in worship and mission. A Methodist way of life is a rhythm of discipleship, helping us to put our response to this calling into practice as individuals and communities. Among the commitments to worship, learning and caring, service and evangelism, we are encouraged to help people in our communities and beyond to care for creation and all God's gifts, and to challenge injustice. A Methodist way of life embodies our desire to be a growing, inclusive, justice-seeking and evangelistic church. The evangelism and growth strategy, God for All, makes clear that evangelism and justice are intertwined. A God whose character is just will shape the nature of the good news we proclaim. As the Methodist conference statement called to love and praise said, the gospel has to be both spoken and lived. The gospels show that good news and good works are inseparable and that to preach the kingdom of God involves a commitment to justice and peace. So although Christians may differ in their respective commitments to evangelism and social justice, the two tasks belong together. Research shows that children, young people and young adults in particular are hungry to be part of churches that are justice-seeking. Many local churches already offer a just presence in local communities, building compassionate relationships, engaging in partnerships to meet short and longer-term needs and advocating for a world where everyone can flourish. Through God for all, justice is being embedded in new Christian communities. At the same time, we also recognise that we fall short of what God desires for us. Many of us do not have direct contact with people living in poverty and experiencing justice, and we acknowledge that as Methodist people we have not always challenged injustice, and we continue to participate in oppressive structures. Not all people have experienced just practices within our own churches. Experiences of discrimination, as well as failures in safeguarding, have meant that for some people the Methodist Church has not been a place of justice. The Justice, Dignity and Solidarity Strategy was agreed by the conference in 2021 with the intention of achieving a profound change in the culture, practices and attitudes of the Methodist Church. An act of repentance was held by the Methodist Conference a year later and training and measures to increase inclusion and diversity are being taken up across the connection along with a deep commitment to safeguarding practices. The Methodist Church's commitment to be justice-seeking holds in tension the eternal call to be just with our daily need for repentance for our own injustice. Yet, as Martin Johnson, who led the Church of Scotland's anti poverty work, said, Every failure is not a sign that we will always fail. The road to justice is a long one, but it is one that we will walk alongside others who've walked it for centuries before us. For we believe that the kingdom will come on earth as it has already come in heaven. Our changing world. A longing for justice is at the heart of our Methodist being, identity and strategy, and recent events have meant that the time is right for a renewed focus and a fresh approach. The last decade has seen enormous change in our society and around the world. In the wake of the financial crisis of 2008, a programme of austerity was introduced in the UK to eliminate public budget deficits. Although education, health and international development were protected in theory, there were significant reductions in welfare spending and local government funding, as well as key public services. These cuts hit the poorest hardest, leading to an increase in child poverty and a fall in life expectancy amongst the worst off in certain parts of the country. The current cost of living crisis is not new for many people, but has tipped them over into even deeper catastrophe. Two key political referendums were held in the UK in recent years. The Scottish independence referendum in 2014 resulted in a vote for Scotland to remain part of the UK. The Brexit referendum of 2016 resulted in the UK formally ceasing to be a member state of the EU on the 31st of January 2020. Despite being supposedly decisive votes, both issues remain intensely contested and demonstrate deep fractures and polarisation. The constitutional scaffolding of the UK is under greater pressure. Many people from minority ethnic groups reported an increase in abuse and hate speech after the Brexit vote. Brexit continues to have a particular impact on Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland, and negotiations to untangle UK and EU relationships are still continuing. The COVID-19 pandemic resulted in over 200,000 deaths in the UK by the end of 2022. It shone a light on pre-existing health inequalities. Mortality was 2.6 times higher in the most deprived than the least deprived areas and highest amongst Bangladeshi, Pakistani and Black Caribbean groups, and among people with a self-reported disability or learning disability. Emergency measures to support incomes and businesses resulted in additional government spending of between 300 and £400 billion. And while inspiring forms of community solidarity were evident during the pandemic, isolation, addiction, domestic violence and mental ill health were also seen to increase. The pandemic, together with Russia's war on Ukraine, added to inflationary pressures and a rise in international energy prices. Significant rises in fuel and food prices have contributed to a widespread cost-of-living crisis. People are increasingly turning to food banks – and churches and community groups have been running warm, welcome spaces for people unable to afford to eat and heat their homes. The last decade has seen sea level rises and an increase in flooding, heat waves, droughts and other extreme weather events. The least well-off are carrying the biggest impact of the climate crisis. Despite the international agreements made through the UN COP summits – The world is set to emit enough carbon to exceed the 1.5 degrees Celsius global warming target within the next 10 years, with the planet's average temperature on a trajectory to to reach the 2.5 degrees C above pre industrial levels by the end of the century. There is an existential need for more urgent and radical action to tackle the climate crisis, biodiversity loss, and environmental destruction. In East Africa, the worst drought in 40 years has been exacerbated by rocketing global food prices, placing 22 million people at risk of starvation. At the end of 2021, the United Nations High Commissioner for Refugees estimated that 89.3 million people were forcibly displaced as a result of persecution, conflict, violence, human rights violations or events seriously disturbing public order. The war in Ukraine has led to the largest movement of refugees in Europe since the Second World War. This has added pressure to an already struggling international refugee protection system, but has also raised questions about how different groups of refugees are treated. The Me Too movement showed the ongoing injustices of misogyny and violence against women and girls. LGBTQI plus people still experience discrimination and victimisation. Despite the embedding of equalities legislation in UK law, racism and race-related discrimination and inequalities still impact people's daily lives. The disproportionate impact of COVID-19 on people from black and minority ethnic communities, racist violence in this country in the US as well as evidence of ongoing systemic problems in policing, education and maternity, care, has shone a light on the need to resist racism in society. Alongside this, there's been an increasing, but not universal, recognition of the need to act on the legacies of slavery and colonialism. Such a description of our times can be overwhelming, as we feel buffeted on every side, witnessing or experiencing great need, injustice or oppression. Yet we are reminded by Paul who says, Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good, in Romans 12.21. At a time of such change and great pressures, it is important to take stock, to stand back, and to discern what God is calling us to do. What does this report aim to do? This report offers a framework for the Methodist Church to understand and articulate its call to be justice-seeking and to prioritise and collaborate in its responses. It does not offer a definitive position on the social and political issues of the time, nor does it make a claim for a complete Methodist social theology. What it aims to do instead is is to deepen our confidence in understanding how the Gospel speaks to society in which we now live, and offer a focus on how we might respond. This report is for disciples seeking to live a Methodist way of life, as well as those who lead within our church. It seeks to encourage and resource churches in local communities that are longing for justice, It is written with the hope that it will assist our whole connection as we seek to prioritise the use of resources. The report identifies the local church very much as the locus of justice activity and transformation. Whilst individuals, groups in circuits or districts, networks regionally or nationally are also engaged in justice-seeking work and are important in bringing about change, They are not the key focus of this report and its recommendations. In order for the work to flourish and for the Methodist Church and its people to remain true to our calling, justice work must remain central to the life of local churches. Individuals will live out their vocation to justice through other places or partnerships and their involvement in coalitions and collectives enliven the Methodist Church's awareness of justice. But local churches are a microcosm of God's kingdom, a place where dreams of justice can be glimpsed here and now. The kingdom is always bigger than the church, and the church does not need to do everything. But as with vocations to youth work, evangelism and worship leading, our vocations to justice need to be held within the community of the church to benefit from others' insights, offer holistic discipleship meet with God in prayer, and enrich our common life. Other reports have noted the challenging circumstances the Methodist Church currently finds itself in, with declining membership, leadership and resources, a heavy burden of responsibilities, uncertainty over the way forward and doubt in our own abilities. This report does not intend to further encumber, but to free to give confidence in Methodist gifts and graces, to allow the laying down of some work, to release resources, people and leaders, and to offer a way ahead, following the God of justice. The process behind this report has been rooted in conversations and listening. Section 2 of the report gives an overview of what we have to learn from our theology, our hymns, our past, our current practices, and what matters to Methodist communities now. Section 3 identifies the key principles that underpin our understanding of God's justice and what it means to seek justice. These are not exclusively Methodist, but have emerged from conversations across the connection. We hope these principles will do three things. Provide an anchor for us in God's justice in turbulent times help us to articulate our calling to justice inside and beyond the church and give us tools for discernment and action individually and collectively as we continually face new challenges of injustice section four offers five priorities for justice these have emerged from reflection on conversations with methodists including global partners people experiencing injustice and Methodist and other organisations, as well as learning from scripture, hymnody and our past. Having priorities does not mean that Methodists or Methodist churches should not campaign or work on other issues that are urgent or important locally or close to people's hearts. Instead, it's an attempt to focus our collective voice and collective resources on a limited number of areas to increase our collective impact while recognising that we will always seek to work ecumenically and across faiths and wider civil society where we can. Section 5 examines how we participate in transformation in the world and sets out some key practices or approaches that will increase our effectiveness in being justice seekers. These involve being with others, being humble in community, using power... Seeking transformation and prayer. These ways of being keep our actions for justice grounded in our faith, staying close both to God and to those who experience injustice. Local churches are often the locus for people's action. And this section of the report suggests ways in which the report can be embedded to help individuals and churches act justly and create synergy with connectionally resourced justice work, as well as other networks, groups and coalitions. It is recommended that the priorities and, if necessary, the principles and practices be reviewed every five years to ensure that they still meet the needs of the Methodist Church and the world through a transparent, participative process. The final section makes recommendations for embedding these proposals in the life of the Methodist Church. This is the end of part three of the podcast. In part four, we introduce the second section of the report, which focuses on listening and learning from our history, our theology, our practice, and what matters to Methodists. Thank you.